Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Built from the Ground Up. I'm your host, Justin Neary. Thanks for joining me. So it's pretty interesting how I got to this point of actually sitting in front of my computer, uh, deciding to record a podcast. It's something I've ignored for, I don't know, 20 years now. People have been doing podcasts and uh, spreading their message, and it seemed like a lot of people were into it, but for some reason I just ignored it for so long until I decided I had to start my own business. At that point, I really started to pay attention to what others had to say. And I use that word, had. Uh, it's an interesting story how I, I got here. This, this podcast is going to be uh, really talking about how I'm building my business from the ground up. I'm about two years into uh, starting a chimney service company. And it really wasn't my intention to start a business. I was actually in a family business where we, we did this. Um, I thought I would be there until the day I retired. It was, it was set up that way. Um, it looked like a good plan. As with any family business, there's things along the way that uh, frustrated me. But I always found a way to, to deal with it, to put up with it, to look at the bigger picture, to look at the end goal. Um, I was in line to take a, a greater responsibility in management and, and really, as I was told, running things. So I, I managed to, to deal with it. It was just what I had to do. And, and overall, it wasn't too bad. It was uh, under a stepfather. Um, and in reality, for a good number of years, it was pretty easy. Um, it was working until it wasn't working. And then once I realized that it wasn't working, it just kept amplifying and, and things started to become more troubling to me. So after a certain point, um, I, had to, I had to leave. It was, it was the end of the road for me. And I didn't plan on it. It just happened one day. And as a result, you know, it kind of messed up some family relationships. And it is what it is. And who knows if they'll ever be repaired. But I had to do what was necessary for me to feel good about what I was doing. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't that I wanted more money, that I wanted more power. It was about doing what I was learning was the right way to do it. And when I say that, it was, it was more with not how to manage the business, but it was more on how the customer should be treated and the type of work that should be done, what I felt was owed to them. So it all came to a head, and it and it just ended. So that's where I'm at now. And so that was roughly two years ago. So I'm building a business. Uh, at first, I was planning on just keeping it very small, myself and my wife. But soon thereafter, I realized that wasn't going to work for me in the long term. It just wasn't sustainable for me. While that kind of model works very well for 
a lot of people in this industry, in the chimney industry, it wasn't something that I was uh, seeing that was going to just work for me. Uh, I'm 39 years old now. My ability to do heavy physical things has been um, really hurt by the amount of time I spent over the years not doing physical things. So I, I have a little bit of a harder time now. So I, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm building a business. And I'm going to be sharing with you how I'm doing it. So I'm not an expert at all. But what I'm finding is I'm learning a lot of things by reading books, by listening to people who have done it successfully. And success is really... It all depends on the person. Does that mean 30 trucks? Does that mean two trucks? Does that mean one truck? But I'm trying to document my actions, trying to look to people who have attained success, whatever that is for them. And there's there's so many out there right now in the chimney industries. I would call them uh, industry titans. Let's just use that as as their as their designation. They're titans. They're they're killing it. And what I mean by that is they're doing it and they're making money, but that's not, that's not how I gauge their success. So they can gauge it that way if they'd like, but that's not how I'm gauging it. I'm gauging it by what I'm seeing in their values, their core values, what they're trying to do, how they're treating their customers. And that's really the core of this. In a service business, you have to treat the customers like they're gold. Now, at times, you know, things can happen and they can frustrate you and, and you might have to go your separate way if things aren't working out with someone. But they really need to be treated like they're gold. And then everything will follow after that. And there's so much more to talk about on that subject. But we're going to take that um, in stride. As I learn these things, I've already learned so much in just the two years Um I'm going to share some of the things that I've found so far that are valuable, some, some systems that I'm developing, some new thought processes that I'm uh, getting a hold of by reading books, by, by really listening to podcasts as well. So right now, um, there's two podcasts that I find incredibly awesome, um, Mark Stoner and Chad Murray. And one of their guests that they have on often is Alan Rush. So those three guys right now are a huge influence for what I'm doing. And some of the books that um, Mark Stoner's recommended and some others, they're so amazing what they can do. So even if you're really small, if you're one person, you're just starting, you haven't started, you're planning on it. Some of the things that I'm going to share with you I think will be very helpful to you. And as far as the way I'm doing it, uh, running this business and, and trying to grow it, I want to learn from the mistakes of others. Now, mistakes, making them, that's the best teacher in the world. Uh, if you're always successful, you're not going to learn anything. You, you think you're smart. You think you know what you're doing. But you need to make the mistakes in order to really learn and then build on what you've learned from that mistake so you can make better decisions in the future. So really there are so many things that I want to talk about and that has to come in, in steps. Um, my audio quality might not be the greatest right now because this is my first episode and it's 
I, I didn't give it a whole lot of planning yet. It's kind of something I just decided to do today. I was thinking about it in the past, but today I just decided I'm going to pull the plug or plug it in, put the plug in actually, and just make it happen. So uh, I'll work on the quality if this works out, if people are listening to it, and it seems like it's it's going to be a productive thing for others. I, I'll invest in some uh, better equipment perhaps. But So at this point, the topic for today is, is just introducing what I'm about to do. The title, again, is Built from the Ground Up, and that's exactly what I did. So in July of 2019, I had to pull the trigger, and I say I had to, because it wasn't what I was planning on doing, um, but it had to take place. And so I, I was committed to it. From I had a date in mind, but if things didn't work out with where I was, if I couldn't work them out on such and such a date, I was pulling the trigger and from there it's just been a rapid fire of, of things happening and it's been going really great. I've been nervous, I've been scared. Um, as I, I talk more and, and these episodes go on, you'll, you'll get an indication of my personality and how I'm really anal about things and how control, having control is one of my big problems. but through reading and through learning from others, uh, I'm getting a grasp on how I need to be and what changes I need to make in order to run a business. So my, I'm determined not to have a business necessarily. I'm determined to run a business and not work in the business. That's that's what my, my goal here is. Um, I have to create a business. I have to build a business that works actually without me. Um, and I'll be straight, I don't love the technical work. I don't love fixing chimneys. I really like and have a passion for building systems. And I'll get more into systems and what I mean a little bit later. I have a software background. I, I like workflows. I like building them. I like solving problems. But I don't necessarily like um, showing up for at a house and uh, deciding how I'm going to fix something, and it, it just makes me nervous. It, it's I rather just let someone else figure that out, and then I do it. But the course I've decided to take requires me to build a business, and I have to get over those fears. So along the way, I'm going to reveal some of the things that I'm learning and how I'm overcoming a lot of those challenges. And I think uh, many people in my shoes and, and similar shoes are going to have a lot of the same feelings on things and, and questions. So I don't have all the answers. A lot of the other podcasts I listen to, they have the answers. They've been through it. But as I progress and I, I try to grow this thing, I, I'm always thinking about what I've read, what I've heard. Uh, just today, I came across a problem uh, Mark Stoner talked about it in one of his podcasts, Blue Collar Gold. Definitely should listen to that. Uh, he talked about a situation that every service-based business owner is going to face. And sure enough, today I did. And I remembered what he said, and it helped me get through it. Rather than me um, get all worked up and, and get irritated and all that, I, I expected something like this to happen. So I was prepared for it. So I'll share those things. I'm not going to get into the to, to the low-level things today, but um, 
I just I want to document this journey and I want to share what I'm learning and I think it's going to really help a lot of guys out there and gals who are, are starting a service company uh, and and maybe this will only be heard by chimney people but regardless I think it's going to help and it's going to help me because I get to articulate what's in my brain and share it and then as I'm voicing it and these thoughts are being formulated I think it helps me to really get it so I get it when I'm listening to it when I'm reading the book but when I'm voicing it when I'm telling it to others that's when I really start to get it so a little bit more about my history I have a background in um, software so what am I doing in chimneys well it's interesting um, to me anyway I was into graphic design out of high school. I never went to college. I almost went to art school. I got a little uh, money thrown my way from one of the schools in our area, and I was almost ready to go. And then something just said, you know what, just hold off. Don't, don't do it just yet. And I'm so glad I didn't. Nothing against college, but it wasn't for me, and I'm glad I didn't go because it really helped me to get into different fields and learn on my own and that to me was was great I figured so many different things out along the way and that I think it really helped me grow as, a, as an individual as a person that uh, could solve problems so I, I got into graphic design I worked uh, for some people now interestingly enough I worked for my family doing that uh, they were not in the chimney business at the time um, we had a close connection with some of the founders of a large company, a chimney company that's out there now, a manufacturer. And um, I worked there after a while of doing some graphic design for my stepfather. Then I, I worked in that factory and uh, I was supposed to do some graphic work for them eventually, uh, but it didn't work out. And I actually applied for another job before I went to work for that chimney company. And uh, they called me when I was there, offered me a job doing more of what I really wanted to do. That was graphic design and all that. And it just worked out for me to just leave the, the chimney company there. So I worked at that place for a couple years. Um, then the family got into chimney work. Eventually it turned into manufacturing as well. So we were, a couple years later, we were making... Uh, liners and custom parts. We had them UL listed. They were being shipped all over the country. I was designing parts. It was, oh, it was a blast. I was having such a good time designing parts. I actually designed um, a seam welder. So we were taking sheet metal, rolling it and, and seaming it with a TIG welder. So I made a machine. It was a metal framework machine and it had it clamped the tube down and it had copper fingers and it was computer operated. You pushed a button and it put the welder down and ran the weld. It was pretty awesome. I was, I was really proud of myself. I, I, I did have help assembling it, um, but I designed it and made all the electronics and, and, and programming and it was great. So we had a, we had a pretty smooth operation going in and really we made some really high quality parts on a, on a small budget. So, that helped me a lot to realize that so much can be done with so very little. And I was always one that would try to do things myself, make machines, make stuff to, to do it myself. 
Over the course of the years, I learned that there are certain things, though, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. So there were machines that I thought, um, you know, I could build that. Uh, the liner machines, we had a couple of them, actually, and they originally come with, or from the factory, they come with a an automatic cutoff system. So you push the button, the liner comes out, and then when it gets to a certain length, it automatically cuts it. Well, I, I tried to build one. I almost did, and it, it kind of worked. It was all computer controlled, but it just, you know, it didn't, it didn't do what it should. It needed more time, more energy put into it. So the lesson I learned there, again, was just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. It would have been more cost effective if we would have just bought the machine, that uh, the attachment for the machine, and, and let it just cut it. So what we, we had to do was just stop the machine and manually cut the liners with, uh, with a uh, grinder. Not a big deal. It wasn't super high production. We made it work. But So there was little lessons along the way that I learned like that. Uh, at first, because I came off the success of building that seam welder, I thought I could build anything and it was just going to work perfectly. Well, it doesn't work like that in the real life. Or it, things don't always work out. What I did learn, though, was from a lot of those failures, they, they weren't total failures, but they just didn't cut it. They just came short. I learned things that are helping me today in my business. I have a pretty good or broad spectrum of skills, programming. I can do construction stuff. If you show me how to do it, I can do it. I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with stuff like that. Show it to me, I can do it. But I learned that just because I can do it doesn't mean I should. And so one of the things that I'll talk a bit later is about is how I, I quickly implemented some things that I didn't really need in this chimney business, my service business. I didn't need them right then and there, but I put them into place and I'm so glad I did. So. The first thing I did was hire office staff, and I don't have a, a place for them, but I hired someone remote who could take the calls, who could do the scheduling. Now I had enough time to do that. I wasn't busy enough at that point. I could do my own scheduling. It was a bit hectic, you know, during the busy season, October, November, December. But I could have did it myself. But I learned from others. They said, get a solid office in place. Whether it's your wife, your sister, whatever. Get someone in your office. And I'll tell you, that was the best decision I ever made. And now it's not cheap. But it's worth every penny. So right now I have two, two office girls. Um... I probably don't have the volume to support that, but it's an interesting setup how that works. Um, they're subcontracted, so it's really a good solution. It's not a fortune. Um, they make money, and they help my business tremendously. And right now I have two technicians that I'm training. Um, things are going great. So I'll get into the details of that, but just here's some things uh, to get you interested in what we're embarking on here together. I think this is going to be very informative. Um, 
if for no one else, it will be informative for me. And I'm going to try to get some guests on here, uh, people who know their stuff. Because again, I don't know my stuff. I only know about the mistakes I've made so far and about the things I think I've done right because others who are successful have told me about this. And maybe not directly, but through podcasts and through books. So hopefully that gets you interested in in this podcast. Again, it's built from the ground up. I think it's I think it's going to be pretty fun. I, I I was putting this off. Every once in a while, the thought would come into my head, and I would just poo poo it away. And then today, I just decided I'm going to do it. It's not really that much of a commitment. I just I'm going to to just ramble on a bit. And I I thought I would be okay at this because uh, I have a group chat with some um, friends that also do chimney work and they're they're not too far from me and I I tend to leave really long uh, whatsapp voice messages it's funny today I left a couple five-minute long ones and I realize that when I do that it's helping me I'm more fully understanding the processes and the things I'm going through when I voice them. So today I was I was at a house uh, giving an estimate. I uh, recently listened to a, an Alan Rush. Uh, he was a guest on a podcast. I thought, you know, I'm going to do what he told me to do. And I did it for the most part. I, I, I use those techniques. They're, they're not sales technique, techniques. They're just doing what you should do. And then because of your doing what you should and treating the customer right and giving them what they need, you're going to get the sale. Well, I couldn't close it. And I thought I did everything just right. You know, it's one of those things that it's so hard to master. But as I'm learning, as I went through that, I, I talked to my, my buddies about that through a WhatsApp voice message. And it really helped me to understand what I just went through. If I try to think about things and the thoughts just go around in my head, sometimes I get all lost in my own thoughts and I can't figure anything out and I just give up. And I keep trying to think about it and and come to a conclusion, but I don't because I'm not forcing myself to articulate it so that someone else can understand it. Uh, It's an interesting process that I'm I'm finding with myself and, and really voicing things and articulating them well helps me to more understand what I'm actually going through and what I actually know deep in my brain that I have a hard time quantifying, if you will, in my own mind. So that's going to do it for today. I appreciate you listening. The next episode, we're going to start digging into some some low-level stuff that I've found so far, uh, some things that are working, some things that I'm struggling with some questions I have uh, about actually how to execute certain things. So thanks for joining me and we'll catch you next time.